Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Welcome to episode 53 of the IT Career Energizer, a weekly podcast where I chat with inspiring IT professionals, consultants, and experts from around the world. To find out more about the podcast, visit itcareerenergizer.com. And remember to subscribe to get new episodes automatically downloaded to your device. And now let's chat with today's featured guest, Jean Kim. Jean has been researching high-performing technology organizations since 1999. He's a multiple award-winning CTO, Tripwire founder, co-author of the DevOps Handbook, The Phoenix Project, and Visible Ops. Jean is also a DevOps researcher and a certified IS auditor, as well as being passionate about IT operations, security, and compliance, and how IT organizations successfully transform from good to great. So, Gene, can I ask you to expand on that bio and tell us a little bit more about yourself? Uh, sure, yeah. In fact, I'm sort of laughing at the uh, the, the bio that uh, is a little bit outdated. Yeah, so my uh, certified IS auditor uh, has lapsed um, uh, so many years ago. And, uh, uh, yeah, it, it's uh, the love um, uh, area of interest for me uh, has been studying high-performing technology yeah. organizations. Uh, and that was a journey that started back when I was the founder and CTO of a company called Tripwire. Um, and so I was there for 13 years. And, you know, back in 1999, those organizations, you know, looked like New York Stock Exchange and the Ver- VeriSign DNS serving infrastructure. Um, uh, these days, it looks like Google, Amazon, Facebook. And so, you know, you can imagine there were many surprises in that journey, but by far the most rewarding and surprising part of the journey is that uh, how it's taken me into the middle of the DevOps movement, which I think is uh, urgent and important. And holy cow, is it a great time to learn, <laughs> you know, uh, especially when you're in a, a field like DevOps. Yes. I mean, t- to me, DevOps is something I've almost seen before. If you go back sort of 20, 20 odd years, companies or IT software development companies seem to be working more cohesively and, and DevOps was part of what they did. They just didn't call it that. Um, and I feel that we've gone a little bit full circle with DevOps. Yeah, indeed. Uh, so, yeah, for sure. I think uh, there were many of the technical practices and uh, certainly the cultural norms, uh, you know, maybe 20 years ago, people will find that very familiar. But uh, I think there are some genuinely new things, uh, things like, uh, you know, cloud and, and Docker that, uh, you know, are making possible things that were just never possible uh, before. And all those combine uh, in, you know, just amazingly in this way that, you know, we can do things like deploy hundreds, even thousands of times per day while preserving world-class reliability, security, and stability. So, you know, again, it's just a, such a great time to be in technology. Yes, absolutely. So, Gene, can you share a unique career tip that the IT Career Energizer audience need to know and maybe don't? Yeah, I don't know about unique, uh, but yeah, I do love this one quote that someone said to me once. Uh, they said, uh, you're the average of the top you are only the average of the top five people you hang out with, uh, and I think I think the uh, the context was you're only as smart as the top five people that you hang out with, and it, it turns out that this uh, is actually true for almost all the you know functional and non functional attributes of life, whether it's uh, you know skill level, uh, health, fitness, happiness, wealth, 
Um, and in fact, I think it actually originates from uh, Napoleon Hill that says, you know, you made the observation uh, 100 years ago, your net worth is the average of the top five people you hang out with. And I can personally attest uh, to the notion that, you know, peer group has a uh, disproportionate um, uh, role in, you know, predicting outcomes. And, you know, for me, it was, uh, you know, the journey leading up to the Phoenix Project, which came out in 2013, and the DevOps Handbook, which came out in 2016, or 17. And, you know, and, uh, you know, studying, you know, these people leading, you know, DevOps transformations through the DevOps Enterprise uh, Summit. It's just, uh, yeah, there's nothing that gives me more joy and I find more meaningful. Uh, and uh, there's no place where I learn as much from hanging out with these people that are the best in the game. Um, and so, uh, you know, I think, uh, concretely, there's just never been a better time for anyone in technology to find that incredible peer group that will help them with the achievement of, you know, not just what they're working on, you know, this year, but uh, potentially for every endeavor for the rest of their life with meetups and conferences, podcasts like this. Yeah. Uh, you know, our ability to find and uh, communicate and, uh, you know, uh, have interactions with, you know, fellow travelers. Uh, it's never been easier. Yeah. So your, your advice to people would be to seek out those those individuals. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think, uh, you know, if uh, there's sort of mutually exothermic activities that you can actually do with those people where, uh, you know, one is helping each other, you know, uh, that is, um, you know, that's ne- it's ne- it's certainly much easier now than it was, you know, even uh, 10 years ago, certainly 20 years ago. Yeah, no, definitely. Can you maybe share the story of your worst IT career moment with us? Yeah, uh, for sure. Oh, by the way, and you know, just on that last note, uh, yeah, I, I love this uh, notion, right? You, you, the only way um, you'll never turn into a level thirty death mage if you're hanging out with level three, you know, thugs, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you know, the trick is, you know, how do you find those people? Even if you are only a level three thug, you hang out with enough level, enough level three death mages, right? Uh, you know, the law of averages will pull you up. Um, so yeah, worst career moment. Uh, yeah, I think for me, that would be around 1991 when I lost my job at the, uh, Purdue university computing center. So that's where I got my undergraduate in uh, computer science. Um, and I was working there half time and, uh, there was this project that a group of us were working on. We were trying to find, uh, hash collisions. So that was the, these were the days of MD five, uh, hashes. It was just coming into, uh, you know, more widespread use. Um, so uh, one-way cryptographic signatures. And uh, there was actually a contest of, um, you know, if you, could you find uh, two sets of input that generate the same hash function? And so uh, some of us were working on massively parallel computers, uh, trying to do it mathematically. And uh, one of the things I want to do was to see in real life, uh, you know, are there any... Uh, collisions just on the population of files that you find on computers and uh, being one of the system administrators for the computing center, uh, you know, we had access to all the files. (laughs) So kind of an an imprudent decision. I wrote a shell script. I think it was a Perl script to basically every day, um, you know, hash all the files um, on all systems uh, that I had access to and, you know, just look for collision, put them into a database and look for collisions and yeah, I think I think I did that for months, um, 
until one day I made a change to that Perl script and then accidentally touched every file on every system. Right. And uh, yeah, I would have gotten away with that too, but uh, it turns out that uh, something happened over the weekend uh, where for the first time in 30 years, uh, they ran out of backup tapes in the computing center. So uh, <laughs> Monday morning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, uh, that Monday morning I got uh, called into uh, Kevin Smallwood's office, my boss, and uh, uh you know, was uh, notified that my employment with the Purdue University Computing Center had come to an end. Um, and, uh, you know, that was you know, a pretty significant event for me since you know, that was where my income was coming from. Uh, yes. I was a sophomore, I think. Uh, um, but it did lead to uh, something really quite um, good, though, which is that kind of I immediately had more time on my hands and uh, I asked. Dr. Gene Spafford in the computer science department, uh, whether I could uh, take an independent study project with him and uh, worked on a project that eventually became Tripwire, uh, which, you know, over the years became, you know, certainly by 1995, became one of the most widely used security tools for Unix. Um, so, uh, by the way, I will point out there's an interesting irony that, um, you know, I, even though I lost my job for an unauthorized, you know, imprudent change, you know, that is actually kind of at the heart of what Tripwire did as a research project, which is kind of detect, you know, um, unauthorized, unwanted file changes, you know, for Unix systems. <laughs> so I uh, sort of recognize the uh, irony there. Indeed, yes. Can you take us maybe to your career highlight or greatest success and tell us about that? Yeah, you know, I think uh, for me, you know, the, certainly the most gratifying part of uh, my career so far has been, uh, co-authoring the Phoenix Project. And and so uh, I was at Tripwire for 13 years. I was serving as the uh, chief technology officer. And uh, you know, I decided to leave in 2010, uh, right in the middle of our IPO filing. Uh, this is after my twins were born. And it was really this desire to uh, write this novel uh, that's based on my favorite book called The Goal by Dr. Eliyahu Goldratt. And so in this book, and the goal, you know, it's been integrated into almost every mainstream MBA curriculum. Um, it's a novel about a manufacturing plant manager who has to fix his cost and due date issues in 90 days. Otherwise, they shut the plant down. And so that's credited for probably being one of the most significant uh, influences in, in making the lean manufacturing concepts mainstream. And so for decades, well, we wanted to write the goal, but for the IT context. And that's really what the Phoenix Project is, just showing how those same principles uh, can be applied, not just to manufacturing, but to the entire technology value stream. And, and so I just love that, you know, it's become, the Phoenix Project is almost part of the DevOps, uh, not curriculum, but it, it's uh, sort of the gestalt of uh, the DevOps journey for, for many, many people. And so after that, uh, it was, Equally rewarding to be able to you know, create a nonfiction companion guide um, about the DevOps handbook, not just for the unicorns of Google M's on Facebook, but increasingly, you know, every large complex organization is adopting DevOps principles and practices. So what excites you about the future of the IT industry and careers in IT? Yeah, I, Phil, I think one of the things that you alluded to that I'll definitely uh, uh, resonate and expound upon is that so much, so many things even though one can argue we've come, come full circle in many ways, 
there are so many things in technology that are being upended. Um, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, I think the world of QA is changing, the world of operations is changing. Um, and increasingly, you know, I think what's different is that in, you know, one has to be able to be a developer, right? The developer is not just for application developers, but increasingly uh, it's QA engineering, uh, ops engineering. And, uh, yeah, you know, I, I think that on the one hand can create a lot of uh, uh, angst and uh, genuine fear as you know people ask questions like, "What does this do to my career? Uh, you know, uh, can I get another job without having to radically reskill myself?" Um, but uh, you know, I genuinely believe that you know the best days of all engineering, whether it's dev. QA, operations, information security. I mean, the best days are ahead of us, not behind us. Um, and it's never been a better time to be a learner. So uh, I think, yeah, I think you're touching on a, an important point about learning. And I think continuous learning is part of it. You need to embrace it um, and not be afraid of it. I think that that's one of the keys, particularly as, as we're evolving all the time. Oh, for sure. Right. And uh, you know, I don't want to, I think it's impossible to overstate just how much fear there can be of learning. Um, in fact, a, a friend of mine, uh, Tom Limoncelli, he's the author of the Cloud Administration book, ex-Google, now at Stack Exchange. And uh, he said, you know, isn't it interesting in operations, you know, there's this kind of fork in the road down one path. You know, if we don't reskill ourselves, our salary goes down by half. Uh, because the only job we can get is, uh, you know, working at the genius bar at the Apple store. But down the other path, if we, re- you know, if we have the right skills, our salary doubles, um, you know, because we have the hottest skills in the marketplace. And so, you know, I just, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's not just good for learning's sake, but, you know, it's, it's, a, it's an incredibly vibrant time to be in technology. Yes. Um, in fact, just as a quick uh Aside, you know, one of the things that I've been having a lot of fun learning myself um, for many, I would say almost a decade, I've really self-identified as an ops person, despite having gotten my graduate degree in compiler design and networking. But I'm starting to more than ever self-identify as a developer again. And uh, I've just thrown myself into this uh, learning closure as a Lisp-like functional programming language with immutability. And it's the most challenging thing I've ever learned. I probably spent 40 hours reading before I wrote a single line of code. <laughs> Productivity has hit all-time lows. But you know, it is something that I've gotten just such joy out of because I think I'm a much better programmer now. And it's, you know, uh, there's just a support structure and, you know, the libraries that are available now, you can do so much with so little. So uh, I can certainly resonate with the difficulty of learning and yet the, the undeniable rewards of learning. And we're going to go into the reveal round now. Are you ready for this? Uh, yes, sir. So what first attracted you to a career in IT? You know, um, I was, uh, it was 1986, um, maybe 1987, I was uh, uh, in high school and I was uh, giving a project at a science fair and um, I got uh, recruited by Dr. Rob Kolstad to uh, uh, do a summer internship at Sun Microsystems. And so I got to be a, uh, a system administrator and got to learn um, programming, Perl um, and uh, C. And uh, write, I wrote um, file system QA suites for the SunOS kernel. And so uh, it, it just uh, that was sort of my introduction to, like you, kind of came in through QA. Um, so... Yeah. What is the best career advice you've ever received? 
Yeah, I think, um, you know, very much uh, to extend the story about this summer internship, uh, you know, I think the lesson that I learned sort of implicitly from that is uh, when someone asks, you know, especially earlier in, the, in your career, what, what career advice would you give? You know, I think it's really to find that mentor because someone – you know, when in the early stages of one's career, uh, you really don't know what you're good at and you don't have enough context to know what those talents are good for. And so you have to find someone uh, who can actually kind of inventory you and find your unique skills and gifts. And they have enough problems to work on to throw you, throw you at. And, and so, uh, you know, I think find in my case, it was uh, Dr. Rob Kolstad at Sun Microsystems. It was working with Dr. Gene Spafford um, at Purdue, which eventually worked on uh, turned into something called Tripwire. Um, so, you know, I think the best thing to do is, you know, if you have enthusiasm, if you have uh, uh, skills you want to deploy, you know, find that person who has lots of problems to work on, so that uh, so that they can benefit from your enthusiasm, your skills. Uh, uh, your labors. And, um, you know, that is, I think, in the beginning, kind of the best exothermic, mutually exothermic relationship you can you can have. If you were to begin your IT career again right now, what would you do? Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, I recently went to the Closure Con. Uh, that's the Closure Conference. Um, and boy, you know what, I would, it would just be uh, this is a space I would want to be in, uh, specifically around machine learning. I mean, there's just so much um, uh, is an insatiable appetite for, you know, for these for anyth- anything dealing with how do we sort of take all this data and make better informed decisions out of it, uh, and um, you know whether it's to immediately make money or on the hopes of making money, uh, whether it's you know for a large complex organization or whether it's from a startup, you know these are skills that uh, I would say supply is dwarfed by demand. So I think, uh, um, and chances are you can be surrounded with incredibly smart and talented people, which you know, again fulfills you know, I think uh, one of the objectives we talked about before. What career objectives are you focusing on right now? Uh, you know, uh, besides uh, becoming a better closure programmer, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's really um, continuing to become a better uh, writer and researcher. Um, you know, I think what I found is that uh, I get an amazing amount of uh, intrinsic reward out of, uh, you know, the writing process and, uh, you know, uh, publishing books. And so, um, I've kept a daily uh, burn-up chart for seven years, um, uh, showing kind of the word count of the Phoenix Project, DevOps Handbook, everything I've written, um, and uh, I'm, I'm relearning the discipline it takes to, you know, write even 800 words a day, uh, which I think is probably one of the best predictors of whether someone will become a writer or not. Right? Is that, is that a typical benchmark? <laughs> uh, I don't know about typical, but uh, I do love this phrase uh, to. CPPD, right? Uh, the, the trick to writing is to write two crappy pages per day. So, you know, that's about 800 words. And uh, yeah, uh, I, I found that to be the case. If I can hit that target, uh, you know, I, I will leave a week feeling like I've actually accomplished a great deal. Yes. Yeah. What's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far? Hmm. Yeah, I, I think it would be uh, learning to say what you really think, uh, and then not really worried about what other people will think about that. Uh, in other words, uh, you know, I think regardless of the context, whether it's uh, within a team, within an organization, in a corporate setting, uh, you know, in uh, informal team settings, it really does. Uh, 
Um, you know, I think I've always admired people who can really say what they think and do it in a way that they don't come off like a pompous butthead, but you know, someone who genuinely cares about the goals. Yeah. So I, I can uh, point to many points in my career where I just, uh, I hadn't yet, I, I was just too afraid to do that. And so I think the, um, uh, that comes through practice and, uh, uh, it's something that it can be learned. I think some people are just born with it, but uh, I think there are a lot of us who, uh, are, uh, we're not lucky to be born with it, but we're able to learn it. Yep. Gene, can you share a parting piece of career advice with the IT Career Energizer audience? Yeah, I, I would just uh, I would go back to the uh, opening question, uh, which is uh, find uh, do a, a fearless moral uh, inventory of the people you're hanging out with, and uh, see whether you're um, you know at the average, below, or above it. <laughs> and uh, you know, I think uh, um, there are points of time in my career where I had to uh, actually go actively seek out uh, smarter people. Um, because you just never want to be the smartest person in the room, right? It says that uh, you're, you're in the wrong room. And finally, what's the best way we can find out more about you and connect with you? Yeah, uh, the best way, I think, is Twitter. So at uh, uh, Real Gene Kim, and uh, uh, th- that's probably the best way to reach me. Great. Gene, thanks so much for joining me on the IT Career Energizer podcast today. It's been great chatting with you. Uh, Likewise, keep up the great work, and I'm so glad that we were finally able to do this in 2018. My thanks go to Gene for being my guest on today's show. Full show notes can be found at itcareerenergizer.com slash e53. In the next episode, I'll be talking with Dan Warlin, a Pluralsight author, Microsoft Regional Director, and conference speaker. You can get this and future episodes automatically downloaded and available to play by simply subscribing to the podcast in iTunes or whichever streaming service you're using to listen. Have a great week, and remember, if you're not growing your career, you're slowing your career. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.